Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I'm your host here, Dallas Montague, and we have another amazing guest today, Douglas Rookie. Douglas, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm blessed. I really am. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Douglas, where are you calling from today? I'm, uh, I live in a city called Hartsall, Alabama. It's in the south where everybody likes sweet iced tea, and I think that's a good thing. <laughs> iced tea. Oh, I miss iced tea. Doug, if you don't know very much about me, I live in Brazil right now. I used to live in the U.S. a couple years ago. I grew up there. I born and raised in Missouri, and that's something that we always enjoyed too, sun tea. And it's been a few years since I've been able to have some sweet tea. I, I speak of it a lot because I, I'm, I've been lived in a large number of states across the country, but mm-hmm. I used to live up north, and they do not do sweet iced tea. And everybody said, you know, once, once you're down here for one year, you're going to like it. They were right. <laughs> People don't understand. Like it's, part, it's like you have it in your refrigerator. Like you need to have this as well. It's just as important as water. Yes. Um, up north, you have Coke or whatever you have. Down here, you have iced tea. That's it. <laughs> Doug, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to talk about your blog called St. John 316. And I'm so great to, to talk about this with you. So glad. And before we talk about your blog specifically, I would just like you to take some time and share a little bit about who you are. Who I am is a born-again Christian. Um, love the Lord, all my heart. Uh Basically, my testimony is that when I was 12 years old, the shortened version of it, I had a medical emergency, and I did not know the Lord. Um, and with this medical emergency, my mom was trying to heal a wound that I got went to the hospital for during the day, and I lost a lot of blood. And long story short, while I was up on a stool in front of a mirror in the bathroom at 12 years old, didn't know the Lord, didn't know nothing, just living life, um, I fainted. And I fell back on a porcelain tub. And the next thing I knew when that happened was that I saw the ceiling. I was going backwards. And then I saw a tunnel. And I was in it. And I was spinning. And I knew I was going down. And I was screaming as loud as I could, where am I going? Where am I going? And after a few seconds of that, I woke up and I was white as a sheet. Every inch of my body was covered in sweat. I was looking up at the ceiling in my bedroom. And my mom had apparently picked me up from the bathroom, put me on my bed, and she was in tears, buckets, and saying, I thought I lost you. To this day, I don't know if it was my grandmother, who was a Baptist missionary, that was praying for me, or God's grace, or what, but something said, no, it's not quite your time. So my shortened testimony is that with that experience, when I went to college, 
I ended up studying every single religion out there. And I, when I say I studied every religion, you ask who I am, I studied every religion. Hinduism, Buddhism, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, everything I could get my hands on. And the bottom line is that I ended up in college one night in my room with this religion called Ekinkar, where I was literally bending spoons. I'm not kidding. And so that kind of held my attention. And the other thing that I had in the room with, with, with me was my Bible. And while I was there, I talked for the first time in my life, and I prayed. And I said, if there's some super being out there listening to me or able to hear me, would you please tell me which ones of these things is correct? And a poster in my room fell off of the wall. Didn't answer my question, but something was happening. Yeah. The long story short, the end of the testimony is a couple days after that, I was at Bowling Green State University. It was the summer after my freshman year. And I really think it was my grandmother that was 72 years old praying for me every single day of her life. She told me about it later, got down by the side of her bed before she went to sleep and called out my name before the Lord. And I say that to encourage people with prayer. Um, I was sitting underneath the tree in Bowling Green State University. Now, when I was raised, my dad was an atheist. And if you believed the Bible, you were a fool because everything in the Bible was a fairy tale. So for me to be looking at that book was God. And what ended up happening was I had Ekankar on one side of my lap and the Bible on the other. And I was cross-referencing the book of Genesis. And all of a sudden, what you hear about in the movies and you see in all that stuff, a thousand lights went on all at once. And something inside of me exploded. And I literally shouted that oh, the whole thing is true. And I threw the Bible in front of me about seven feet, ran home as fast as I could. And it was daylight at the time. And I got on my knees by the side of my bed and I poured out my heart. And I said, Jesus, please save me. Please save me. And I've cried buckets of tears. And then the only song I knew was Amazing Grace. So about two hours, three hours of tears. For the next four hours, I drove my neighbors crazy and sang Amazing Grace till about four in the morning. And since then, it's never been the same, and that's who I am. Does that answer your question? <laughs> Man, Douglas, amazing. That answers my question very, very well. Thank you. Amen. Thanks for sharing that with us. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. The publication, God's Letters, is about a man who in 2001 recorded a vision which contained 132 capital letters of Greek alphabet that created a quadrangular shape 11 to 12. A study revealed that the text is readable in 115 different ways in the ancient Greek language and parallel it encloses depictions and symbols. Besides, it can be simultaneously deciphered mathematically. Find out more information by visiting payhip.com forward slash B, forward slash L-I-P-6, or by searching godsletters.com. Are you looking for a stylish clothing brand that shines light to those around you? Street Witness Clothing has hundreds of designs that starts conversations while it spreads the love of Christ. Stock your wardrobe by visiting www.streetwitness.clothing. What was it like? What was it like researching those other religions and then 
experiencing Jesus Christ? For me, it was a total 500% turnaround, so to speak. When I, when I was, um, when I was raised, I was raised an atheist. And like I said, the Bible was a fairy tale. My dad was a member of my dad and mom have changed since then. Thank God. But my dad was a member of Mensa. If you know what that is, that's a intellectual group that thinks they're the cat's pajamas. They think they're, you know, high IQs and all that. And so what I did when I was raised, when I was being raised, I was a teenager in America and I was chasing girls and I was chasing booze. And um, I was majoring in those two things, even though that wasn't my major in college. <laughs> um, and the only thing that got me was that um, I had that experience. And I knew that I had to find out what that tunnel was because I knew if I didn't find out and do something now, I'm going to be in that tunnel again. And mm -hmm. that tunnel scared the crud out of me. So that's what it was like. Um, the big thing to me is that people talk with me, and I'm a pretty hardcore minister. I mean, I, I go all out for God, and I don't apologize for it, but I've studied every other religion out there. Uh, Mormonism contradicts itself. Hinduism doesn't make sense. Nothing else has power. The only thing that five, the 100% of the time, all the time, never can be disproven is the Bible, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. That, yeah. That's what it's like. Amen. Thank you, Doug. And it, one more question for our audience today, because I believe that there are people who will stumble upon this podcast today who are, yeah. are not following Jesus, who are not pursuing Christianity, and maybe are interested in these other religions. What would you say to those people today? I would say, first of all, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I would say this, stjohn316.blogspot.com. The reason I list the website is because that website is to is to get the person um, in Timbuktu. That website is to get the person in Kansas at two o'clock in the morning who has questions. You can go to that website, and I'm not trying to lift myself up, but you asked what do you tell the person who wants to know who's looking at the religions. There's a tab on that website called The Bible is Supernatural. That particular website that I built has more links than any other website I've ever built, and I've built quite a few websites. That page alone, has proof after proof after proof after proof after proof of the scientific accuracy of the Bible down to every single letter. Just let me explain, for example, the first seven words of the Bible in the original Hebrew are supernatural. Go look it up on the link. I don't want to take the time on the interview, but the first seven words alone of the Bible are supernatural if you study the Hebrew language. There's things in the first seven words of the Bible that computers today cannot reproduce. And that's just the first seven words. So if you wanted to look at what religions are real, go go to the website, go to the Bible of Supernatural tab. That should answer every question you can think of. That's why I did the website, to answer questions like that. Yeah, Doug, and I'm so glad that we're able to talk with you more about this website today. And so what led you into launching this blog post, this this blog website? Um the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. Um, since I came to know the Lord dozens of years ago, I've always been very, very active in ministry. Um, I was in charge of the military outreach to the Camp Pendleton United States Marine Corps ministry from a church called Ambassador Family Church when I lived in California, the entire outreach to the entire base. I've been in charge of Sunday schools, departments, at um, Assembly of God churches. Um, 
I've been guest speakers of churches. Obviously, I started a church from scratch in Ohio, um, and I've always been very, very active for the Lord. One of the things that I've learned along the way is that technology was not made for the devil and his crowd. It was made for God and his crowd. With this, I built other websites. This particular one I have now, John 316. I created it because I learned that the highest search term across the world for wanting to find out about religion is John 316. So I'm in the process of, Lord willing, getting this website up there to answer the questions when someone in 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 um, Romania types John 316 at 2 o'clock in the morning. What caused me to do this website is I can be at work, I can be sleeping, and there's a platform that the Lord can send people to, and they can get prayer on the website. They can get Bible studies on the website. Pastors can get encouragement. Teenagers can get answers. Um, the, one of the highest viewed web tabs on the website is the end time tab. A lot of people have a lot of questions about the tribulation and the mark of the beast and all the stuff going on in the world right now. They can go visit 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the end times tab, and get answers to questions and get help. It's a platform the Lord can send people to 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's why I made it. Yeah, amazing. When did you launch this? This particular website I launched about eight years ago. At the time, um, I had another website with the ministry called Cross and Blood. Um, that was the name of the church. And this John 316 website was a secondary website. Um, I've now incorporated the two and put more emphasis and redid about three years ago the John 316 website to literally just reach more people. Because once again, I, I looked at the statistics, it was about a year ago, I know it's probably done nothing but go up, but every single day in Google, about 3,000 times, someone types in the words, John 316. I want that audience. I want those people. And that's what I'm reaching yeah. for. Yeah, thank you. You said that there are some different tabs on your website. What are some of the other things that you discuss on your page? A ton of stuff. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Um, I try, Jesus said, go forth and make disciples of all nations. What a disciple is, if you break it down, you don't have to go to a Bible college to learn what a disciple is. A disciple, if you break it down, is a God copy. Um, it says in the book of Acts that when people went around preaching, all the, it says, according to the book of Acts, everybody could tell that those people had been with Jesus. Um, if you've ever seen the... Um, the little clips of the little boy who's six years old and his dad's a cowboy and he gets in his dad cowboy boots and the cowboy boots go up to his hip. As mm -hmm. Christians, we should want to be like our dad. We should want to, to eat good protein and, and do everything our dad wants to do and everything dad does, follow him around. And as Christians, a disciple wants to be like dad. So the different tabs on the website cover everything that I've, learned, if I can put it in those terms, in the last several dozen years of ministry. The questions people have, they can get answers to those questions on the, on the website. They can get prayer 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If they want a hard-hitting Bible study, they're free, go print them out. If they want preaching that doesn't satisfy their flesh but really gets down into it, there's, there's Bible studies on the, on the website um, that help you with how to study your Bible. There's links to um, Bible searches. There's music to listen to to fall asleep to. There is, uh, what is the, what does a church look like? What are the eight functions of a church that if you're looking for a good church, you know it'll be good 
It's, and it's scripture all over the place. Um, the different tabs on the website try and answer everything for everybody. There's still more that's in me that goes up there. Um, but scientists that want proof, it's there. The Shroud of Turin is on the website. Evolution is on the website. Prayer is on the website. Ministries that are hitting the gospel. There's an orphanage on the website. I know we're probably going to talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But if people just want to get involved and do the works of the Lord, there you go. The orphanage is it. There's a lot of tabs. Does that answer the question? <laughs> That's amazing. I have a, I'm feeling led to ask another question here. What would you say for those people listening today who maybe didn't have a physical father to relate this relationship with God with? You're saying we should want to know our father, but what would you say to someone who doesn't have a father? How do we know God? <laughs> um, it stirs in me because, you know, I, I do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you ask me, how do you know God? Um, in these last days, what's happening and what God is doing across the earth, brother, is he is revealing just exactly how much he loves every single person on the planet. On the web page, you asked what kind of different tabs I have. One of them is a salvation page, which is very close to the top because you've got to be born again. But on the salvation page, there's a video that I purposely handpicked of a stripper from several years ago that was in her room crying out, just wanted to know she was having problems in her life. Men were treating her badly. And she heard a voice in the room that said, call out to me and I will save you. And long story short, he did. And she and God reached out and got this stripper in the middle of all the stuff that she was doing and saved her. And now she's out witnessing and preaching for the Lord. But it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter who you are. God can reach anywhere, anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And a lot of times, I think in the church, we do what we can and we sing the songs, Jesus loves you. But let me let me answer it this way. You said well, your father relationship. I heard a testimony of someone who went to heaven and met Jesus and came back and said that Jesus said these exact these exact words. Jesus told this minister that if I just thought that one person on the earth would want to come to heaven, I would go back again into the womb of a woman and live 33 and a half years again just for the thought and the hope of one more person coming to heaven. That's Mm -hmm. the yearning with which God loves each and every one of us. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to your problems. Run to God like crazy because he truly is for you 24-7. That's your relationship with your father. Does that make sense? Thank you. It does. Absolutely. Thank you. Can can I share one more thing on that one? Uh, Yes, yes. Can I share one more thing? Um, there's one. There's a minister that I listen to. I don't want to throw names around, but one of the things that he talks about is that he had an encounter with Jesus, and he was a Christian beforehand, and he was doing the things that he was supposed to do. But after he had this encounter with Jesus, one of the things that he talked about on a regular basis is all his self-worth issues were totally gone. All of his uh, doing things, thinking he was a victim, were gone. Once he saw the eyes of Jesus, he knew why he was created. He felt so, Jesus knew every single thing about him, but still loved him. Down here on the earth, we're scared to let people know us because, you know, if they know us, they won't like us. My gospel finds something wrong. Mm -hmm. He looked in the eyes of Jesus, and since then, he's been on fire, and you can't stop him. And he said once he met his creator, it was over. 
He understood love. He under he looked in the eyes and he knew he had a purpose and nothing else mattered. What I just said to you is what Jesus wants to do with every single person on this planet. He created them for him. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's good. It takes me back to my testimony too, the things that you're saying. It doesn't matter what you've done. I just preached that a few nights ago. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter. And that salvation page is so important. Like you're saying on your website, it's so important for people to click that and to be saved. And if you're listening today and maybe you want to know Jesus, if you don't know exactly what it is, what it's about, who is this Jesus that we keep talking about? Visit his website. Visit St. John 316. Visit our website. Visit our content. Keep listening. Read your Bible. Open up your Bible. The truth is there. It's not contradicting. It's full of hope, full of power, just like Douglas said. Thank you so much. Amen. Out of all the things that you've talked about, what do you think is the most important topic or the most important message that you've written about? Um. You know, when you ask that, the answer, people need to know the Lord. They need to know that you can go into a car, into a garage and not be a car. You can go into a barn and not be a cow. You can go to church and not be a Christian. You've got to be born again. You've got to be born from above. There's got to be a point in your life when you repent, ask Jesus to come in your heart, and all of a sudden everything is made new. Now, to answer your question, what's the most important thing on the website? Whatever touches people. Um, I mentioned you can be a professor at some university in California, and God's bugging you and Christians are bugging you. But you want to find out, is the Bible real? Go to the website. Be honest and open. You'll get your answers. What's the most important thing is um, if you want to get involved in ministry, um, there's so much on the website that you can do to get involved in ministry. There's the orphanage. I know we'll talk about that. Um, If you want someone to come and demonstrate the power of God and the gifts of the Spirit accurately, come book us. We'll come to your church. Amen. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want a Bible study. So the answer to the question of what's most important is whatever touches you. There's a smorgasbord on that website. I know it's the Lord's website through me, but there's a smorgasbord. So if there's a need that you have and you can't find it on that website, I'll be real surprised. 24 hours a day, seven days a week in the middle of Kansas at 2 o'clock in the morning. That that website's been prayed over. Every single page prayed over, not just by me. That website, God honors it. I've seen too much to tell you otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that that orphanage as well. What is this? What is going on with this? <laughs> um, that's a deep subject with me. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus has separates people in front of him. And he separates them into two classes, sheep and goats. And he says, to those on my right, come on in, come on into heaven. And the people on his right say, okay, thank you. What did we do to come into heaven? And Jesus says, when you saw the destitute, when you saw the lame, when I was not clothed, you clothed me, you fed me. Come on in, enter into the joy of your Lord. So the sheep say, yes, okay. The goats on the other side, this is right in the Bible, Matthew chapter 25. And every word of God in scripture is God breathed. And if he said it, he meant it. And in Matthew chapter 25, he looks at the people on his left, and he doesn't say, come in. And um, they say, why, why, what's wrong? And Jesus looks at the people on the left, the goats, he calls them, and he says, I was naked, and you didn't clothe me. I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was destitute, and you didn't help me. 
And there's an orphanage that long ago, through prayer, the Lord connected me with, literally in Uganda, Africa. And they currently have 50 kids and four widows and a partridge and a pear tree. You know, they just help anybody they can. I've seen the videos. It's very hard to get accurate vid- to get video streams that actually are very clear and all that stuff. But I've seen videos of the kids. And there was one time, for example, on a Friday night, I make an appointment with the director of the orphanage. His name is Mukalu. to just call and talk to him. He literally gathered every single kid he could that was in the orphanage in one room. And they waited for the call from the guy from America because whatever I said was going to be gospel for the next two weeks. I mean, that's what we are to them. And I looked in the eyes of those kids. And they're exactly like the kids out here in every single way. They were obedient to every single thing Mukalu said. They were hungry. They were waiting. They were just diligent. They were trying everything they could to listen and to be obedient. And uh, I looked in their eyes, and they have the same things that we have. They have the same problems and the same issues and the same dreams. The only thing is their color of their skin is different, but they were born in a different place than you and I were. They have, um, I've seen videos and I've seen pictures. He sent them to me. They have these mattresses that they, that are two inch mattresses. Like if you go buy a foam pad at Home Depot mm-hmm. and they're, you know, five feet long and two inches thick and that's their beds. And I've seen them laid up against the side of, um, sheds out there. And what they do at night is they lay the two inch foam mattress out on the ground. And that's what they call their bed, and that's what they sleep on. They have shoe boxes that um they didn't mean to let me see these shoe boxes. They didn't know it would touch me so much. But um they have these shoe boxes and they're colorful. And each kid has a shoe box. And every single thing they own in the world is in one shoe box. One dollar feeds one kid for one day, and I'll do anything for those kids. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Douglas. Amen. Check out that tab on his website, The Orphanage. I looked at that page as well. My wife and I both looked at this page yesterday. So check that out, guys. And Douglas, what is one other thing that you would like us to know today about your pod, about your blog posting, about your time here today? You know, let me throw one more thing about, one more thing about The Orphanage, if I may, and then I'll mm-hmm. answer your question. Yeah. Um, if people go to the website, they'll see it. There's another page right behind The Orphanage page. Um, it's called Tees for Orphans. I don't like gimmicks, and I don't, you know, if some minister gets on TV, send 30 bucks, we'll send you anointing oil, you know, all that stuff. I really don't like the gimmicks. Um, but I wanted to mention there's a T-shirt page. I've, I work with a company called Spreadshirt, and there's some really cool T-shirts on there. Um, you know, close. I sometimes I have to close my eyes to see, and it's a picture, it's a, a silhouette of someone on their knees praying. And um, if the church gets a hold of this and wants to go buy 25 T-shirts, you know, to give all to the youth group, every single penny of anything sold on that website on the T page goes to the orphanage. There's cups and there's mugs. You know, if your if your husband's having a birthday, go look at the T page. Go look at and you want to buy him a mug with a you know good picture. There's some creative stuff on there. 100% of everything on the the orphans for T's page goes to the orphanage. Um, and if you even want, you can message me and I'll send you a picture of the receipt. But um, I just wanted to get that out there. If there's um, some church, some pastor, you don't want to donate directly to the orphanage, but you want a blessing, go buy a T-shirt, please. Amen. Yeah. And you asked Thank me something you. about what else did I want to add to the interview there? Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to communicate through your time here today? Jesus saves. Jesus heals. Jesus delivers. And Jesus is coming back again soon. And when I say that, that's not just a phrase. If you need deliverance from something, cry out to him. 
he'll answer. He'll fix it. I can tell you too many stories. If you're a Christian and you're not living right or you're lukewarm or you feel God's pulling you but you don't know where to go, pray. He will hear you. I can tell you too many testimonies. Fall on your face. Call out and ask God to help you. Take steps. Get out on the water that you've never done before. If you need help, contact Faith and Family Fellowship or contact us through this ministry. Jesus saves to the uttermost, and he wants to save you. If you are in your body, I can tell you too many testimonies. I don't care what sickness you've got. Jesus heals. In the, Old, in the New Testament, Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. In the scripture, it talks about 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold, milk, bread, and meat. Bread is the 60-fold realm. Healing, if I can tie it all together in 30 seconds, so to speak, healing belongs to you if you're a Christian. I don't care what the situation is. If you're in a wheelchair, I've seen too many testimonies. And if you're in a church that doesn't believe in healing or something, contact us and we'll pray. Sometimes you got to press in. Jesus laid hands on somebody once and asked them, what do they see? And he said, I see men walking around like trees. So Jesus laid hands on them again. The sight came to him. Sometimes it doesn't come right away, but the devil doesn't, God doesn't get glory if you have something sick in you. Third John 1, 2 says, I wish above all things you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus delivers. No matter what you're in, Jesus can deliver, and he's coming back. Get ready. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Douglas, thank you so much for your time here today. Everything you mentioned, everything about your website, as one Christian to another, I appreciate what you're doing for the body of Christ, for those people who are lost as a missionary. I'm thankful that there's a place where they can go and, and search and find answers that they're looking for. Thank you again so much for what you're doing. Well, it's, it's not I who live, it's Christ who lives in me, brother. Amen, amen. And if I can yeah, have you end place. our, if I can have you end our podcast today with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, every single person that is listening to this broadcast, no matter what channel and what avenue, Touch them, heal them, deliver them. In the name of Jesus, we put the hook in now to bring them to the foot of the cross. We call for flips in the spirit. We call for for return, for overturns in the spirit. And anybody who's praying for the salvation of family members, we agree right now in Jesus' name for those husbands to come in, those sons and those daughters to come in. I know you said, Lord, that if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved, you and your entire household. We claim that and speak that over the airwaves, and we believe with you listening to this broadcast that that husband will come in and the son and the daughter will come in. I ask for the gifts of the Spirit and the anointings of the Spirit and the fullness of the Spirit. Any pastor is listening and any pastor is under bondage and, and struggling with just all the things that I know pastors go through, I release you into the things of God now. And I send an anointing upon you for growth in your church and, and depth in the Spirit and for the perfect will of God in your life, for what you're called to do in and be in this earth and for your mate to come to you, for your mate to come to you. In the name of Jesus, I call for the prosperity of every single person listening to um, this broadcast, uh, spirit, soul, and body, in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke the devil off of anybody in Jesus' name listening to this broadcast, near or far. And we thank you for it and give you glory for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.